What's going on, guys? In this podcast, I am going to reveal to you my final power rankings of the regular season. Maybe I'll do one of these before the playoffs, just with the playoff teams. But in terms of the regular season, I think I have seen enough entering week 14 as we are to reveal to you my final power rankings. And I expect uh, the season to finish exactly as these rankings show, meaning the number one team will obviously win the Super Bowl. Number two will be the team they beat in the Super Bowl. Three and four will be the losers of the, of the championship games, and so on and so forth. I'm being sarcastic, just kidding. But, anyways, let's get into it. I do want to, um, I just, I want to say, like, obviously, if you were to press me on, like, is the number one team going to win the Super Bowl? I'd probably say, yeah, because why would I make them the number one team if I wasn't going to pick them to win the Super Bowl? So, stay tuned for that. I'm going to start at the bottom just because I think we can cruise right through those. And, um, I mean, I don't think I'm breaking any news here at the bottom, but I do not have, and I will say this, this may be news to you, I do not have the Detroit Lions at 32. I have instead the Houston Texans. And that's not because the Texans are completely awful. I think that their defense competes. I think that they are a team. If I had to just explain, I guess, why I have them at 32, I think they're 32 because they are the least talented team in football. Right. I mean, just like you look at quarterback, right? Trevor Lawrence is obviously more talented than the combination of Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills. Um, you know, at running back, they've got nothing there. At receiver, they got Brandon Cooks and nothing else. At tight end, I don't even know who their tight end is. That's off the top of my head. That's not a good sign because I generally know every player almost on every team at every position. Not every, but like starters at least. I'm really typically I know more than I don't. Uh, to say the least, but in this case, I don't, right? On defense, they've got a couple of dudes, but it's really been, they're well coached. I mean, I think that when they have had success, as I mentioned, entering that Colts game last week, they had um, only allowed, I think it was like 3.6 yards of carry over the previous three games. That's all um, effort and coaching, in my opinion, right? It's like they, they've been actually decent and they weren't, they didn't get run over by Jonathan Taylor. He didn't even average five yards a carry, which I know that's a very high average, generally speaking, but Taylor had been on an absolute tear um, as of late. So they, they really held their ground. It's just that they don't have any talent on the offensive side of the ball at all. And it's not like they're a bunch of young guys. Like they, these guys are pretty much, we know who they are for the far majority of, of, you know, the positions, obviously Davis Mills has some upside, but the point I'm making is this. I respect the Texans. I think that maybe the future could be bright there, assuming they get the right quarterback in there and all that kind of stuff. They had some talent. But right now, they're 32 for me. 31, Jacksonville Jaguars. Why is that? Because they actually have uh, – start with the positives of Jacksonville. They actually have a decent defense. I think you saw them give Matthew Stafford and the Rams offense some trouble um, in that game, or at least in the first half of that game this past week against the, the Rams in L.A., and that was a desperate Rams team that was really trying to get out of a three-game losing skid, right? Unfortunately for the Jaguars, when your offense can't do anything, eventually your defense is going to break down, and that's exactly what we saw in the second half of that game. So the offense in Jacksonville, while there is talent there, contrary to popular belief or opinion, uh, Trevor Lawrence, James Robinson, they get a pretty decent offensive line. It's not great, but it's a decent one, right? I mean, there aren't that many 300-plus-pound elite athletes that also can play football at a high level, right? Uh, it, you know, I just... 
everybody has this expectation for offensive line that should all be like the 90s Cowboys. And it's just there's just aren't that many guys that exist that can do it. Right. So anyways, they're not a bad offensive line. They're decent. But other than that, uh, the skill players are OK. Nothing spectacular by any means, but they are talent. They do have talent there. Um, and so I just think that when you look at the lack of productivity, in my opinion, I don't think the coaching staff is is all that phenomenal and so yeah i got the jags at 31 30 would be the new york jets for me i think zach wilson is obviously very talented uh the running backs are decent they got a couple of guys at receiver offensive lines okay not awful but not great uh by any means and then defensively i think there's some talent there i think more talent than than what i would probably say for houston and jacksonville and so the jets just beat the texans also so you have to kind of push them ahead of them just because it happened just so recently and so yeah i like the jets at 30 number 29 the detroit lions the the lowly one win detroit lions they have the worst record in football but to me i think they have the best quarterback of these four teams right now at least right i mean i know everybody thinks that trevor lawrence is going to be the, the, the greatest quarterback ever but to me Right now, Jared Goff is better than Zach Wilson. He's better than Trevor Lawrence, and he's better than the combination of Tyrod Davis Mills. I think I don't think that's anything crazy for me to even say. Um, I think defensively, the Lions are actually pretty decent. Offensively, they have absolutely nothing at the skill uh, at the skill player spots to the extent if they just signed Josh Reynolds and he's like their number one, number two receiver right now. You know, and they just signed him a couple weeks ago, so um, that means he was literally not good enough to hold a roster spot on can't remember drawing a blank on where he was previous to this i think tennessee maybe i don't know but he wasn't able to hold a roster spot there and he came he comes to detroit and he's like their number two receiver so it's that's the extent of the talent at skill positions there particularly the receiver spot in detroit but other than that the offensive line again pretty good offensive line i think that this one is is not just okay but pretty good i think they're all right and so i've got them at 29 number 28 for me is the chicago bears and Chicago, actually, again, there are positives with all these teams. Chicago is a pretty good defense. I mean, they, they are actually, even despite not having Khalil Mack there, and Mack's really largely been a disappointment, in my opinion, in terms of what they gave up to acquire him. But um, they haven't been bad defensively at all. They've actually been okay. And you look at what the Cardinals did to them last week, it wasn't because their defense just got lit up and blown off the field. It was because, again, they threw four interceptions offensively. They couldn't, for the majority of that game, couldn't move the football. When you have a bad offense, your defense is naturally going to be inflated in terms of the production that they give up. You have to sustain drives offensively. You have to be able to score points offensively. Something that two things that Chicago really does struggle with. They've got David Montgomery and everybody else on that de- on that offense. So, um, and Justin Fields is a very talented young guy. I know he's going to be a good player, but uh, right now he's not been great in, in – we just saw Andy Dalton throw four picks. So the quarterback position as a whole isn't spectacular in Chicago this year. Number 27 for me is the Atlanta Falcons. And I know the Falcons are a team that, what are they won five? I think they're, yeah, they're five and seven. So record wise, they're still technically in the playoff picture in the um, NFC. But to me, they are not a very good football team. Like defensively, they've got a couple of good players. It's not pretty there. I think they've actually kind of overachieved a little in terms of what they're accomplishing on the defensive side of the ball. And then offensively, they don't have much in the way of skill players, right? You've got Kelvin Ridley's out for the, I mean, I guess the season now with whatever he's, whatever it is he's dealing with. And then you've got Kyle Pitts, who's trying to be their top 
target, but that's a really tough um, task for a rookie tight end to to kind of assume that role. And you've got the stud that is Cordero Patterson, a decent quarterback in Matt Ryan, but defensively, um, you know, I mean, they're just, I think on both sides of the ball, they just don't have a ton of talent. And they, I mean, they kind of are what they are, right? They're a team that can beat these bottom four or five teams or whatever. They they have actually done that. They beat the Jets. They beat the, I think they beat the Jets, right? Uh, yeah, they beat the Jets. They beat the Jaguars. And, um, you know, they, I think they can in, in on most weeks will beat teams like that, right? But they're just not going to beat the teams that are better than them for the most part, aside from, I guess, they have one win against a team that's better than them off the top of my head that I can remember the Saints. And so, but other than that, really the Falcons are what they are. I think 27, in my opinion, is the appropriate ranking for them. Number 26, the Seattle Seahawks. Jamal Adams, by the way, guys, by the time you're listening to this, you probably will have already heard, but he is now out for the year. I think it's a torn labrum is what what it is. Um, And so, yeah, he tore his labrum and suffered an additional significant shoulder damage in in last Sunday's win. Um, Anyway, so, yeah, Seattle is, I mean, they are what they are at this point. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see to me what happens with them after the season because a lot of people are saying, oh, Russell Wilson's gone. Well, the only thing with that is Seattle still has to agree to that, right? And why on earth would they agree to get rid of their franchise quarterback? I mean, I know he hasn't played great lately, but we're not going to let a little slump um, convince us that Russell Wilson isn't the guy that we all know him to be. So um, it'd, it'd be interesting to see there. The defense actually playing okay lately um, and to some extent. The offense has just been really bad, and that's an offense – uh, you know, with with talent there. This is not like the Jaguars offense, right? This is a talented offense, and they just haven't been really very good at all uh, lately. Of course, they don't have much in the way of running backs. They're banged up there. But when you got Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf on the same receiving core, you, you don't have all that many excuses, or at least not to me. But anyways, Seahawks at 26. Number 25 is a New Orleans Saints. So um, the Saints are in a very common to, uh, position to a lot of these teams below them, whereas they don't have much in the way of offensive skill player talent. You know, Kamara has been hurt and, you know, other, I mean, the receiving Michael Thomas is out for the year. They don't have much at receiver at all. Um, they don't even have much at tight end. I mean, Troutman's a talented guy, but he's a fourth round pick last year, I believe it was. So it's not like there's a ton of talent in the way of him. So anyways, the Saints, very good defense, and they're, I mean, they have a ta- very talented defense. But again, when you don't have a, a franchise quarterback right now, Jameis could be that guy. We don't know yet, but he's injured, so that's what it is. And then when you don't, when you don't have an offense, your defense, even though it's a very good unit, is going to give up points a lot of that Buffalo game. I thought they played well defensively in that Buffalo game, but it just wasn't going to ever uh, be a situation where they were able to completely put the clamps on the Bills offense every like considering their quarterback through four interceptions you know they really couldn't consistently sustain drives and I think that's uh, obviously as I mentioned on many of these occasions it's going to hurt your team it's going to hurt your defense so uh, New Orleans number 25 for me the Giants are 24 and um, as a four and eight team the Giants can't score points they have by they have the, the fewest points scored in their division they actually um, have the, let me see here, third fewest points scored in the entire NFC. They um, the Below them, it's just the Lions, the Bears, and the, where are they? The Lions, Bears, and the Falcons? No, no, no. So yeah, the, the Falcons are actually slightly above them, scoring five more points on the season than the Giants. So point is, similar story here. 
pretty good defense, not a great unit, but a pretty good one, not as good as I thought they'd be entering the season. But the big issue for them, they actually have talent on offense. They just don't know what they're doing. I don't know. Now Daniel Jones is hurt, so he's probably going to miss another game this week. Um, Saquon's back, but the offensive line is not very good. And the I don't know. I don't really know how to explain what the Giants' issue is offensively. I, I guess they just don't play well. The talent seems to be there when you look at each individual player in terms of the skill spots. Like you've got Kenny Galladay. You got obviously Tony's been out or has missed a few games. Shepard has missed a couple games as well. Uh, you know, but like when you look at the the receiving core of Galladay, Slayton, Tony, Shepard, that's a pretty quality. Uh, four piece right there and then you've got the guy Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph at tight end that's it's pretty solid right it's like not that's not bad at all and that's my issue when you when you say oh Dave Gettleman needs to be fired why he put talent there that's all he can do he can't um, go down there and coach them as well and I think a big part of their issue and I think that they were late doing this they should have fired Jason Garrett after last season I don't ever clamor for coaches to be fired or anyone for that matter but in this situation, I think that that, that may have been um, the move that could have possibly benefited them. And now you're in a position where they don't have, I don't know, that the coaching staff to me is an issue there. Um, so anyways, number 23, the Carolina Panthers, my team, I think that talent is there offensively. Defensively, they are definitely, in my opinion, still a top 10 at worst unit in all of football. And so this is a classic example of people like to say, oh, no, receiver is by far the most important position in all of football. Well, is it really? Because the analytics say that. I say offensive line. What you're seeing in Carolina is the classic example of when you don't have a uh, when you don't have an offensive line, when you don't have protection for your quarterback, it's becomes a whole lot more difficult to get the ball to your playmakers. I think that there they are the classic example of that in Carolina. So for anybody that thinks receivers more important than offensive line, I ask you, so what's the problem in Carolina? Anyways, um, number 22 for me is the Denver Broncos. And for me, when you get to like 16 through 22, it gets very difficult to, uh, to sort these guys. And I think that a, a big part of that is because a lot of these teams have beaten each other. A lot of them have very comparable records, you know, and, and I think a lot of them have, um, some there are a lot of good things about each one of these teams. So the Broncos are the technically speaking the last ranked team in their division. Which the craziest part about this is, had they beat the Kansas City Chiefs in their game this past Sunday night, they would have been seven. They they would have all been seven and five. The first place teams in the division would all have been seven. And five. They are two games out of first place in their division. As a matter of fact, I think they're three games out of first place in the entire AFC. Um, which, uh, I mean, we've only played 12 games, but you get the point. They are a team that's good everywhere. They're just not great anywhere. And I think that defensively, you could make the argument that they're great. They're very close to great um, in terms of what the talent they have there combined with coaching staff, et cetera, on defense. It's very, very high-level stuff. And, um, I mean, they've only given up 218 points on the season, which is incredibly good. Uh, I'm looking right now to see if that's best in the AFC. It looks like that's third best in the AFC in terms of points per game allowed. Only uh, more or the only two teams with have given up less points is the Patriots and Bills. So you're in good company there. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Broncos to me, again, are good everywhere. Probably not great anywhere. They're very close to great. They're very good, at least on defense. 
offense is only good, only okay, I guess is really the best way to explain their offense. But yeah, I mean, I think that that shows you how important an elite quarterback is. Because if you put an elite quarterback on this team, they are a top five team in football. No question about it in my mind. So Denver is uh, number 22. Number 21, the Minnesota Vikings. I like the Vikings a lot more than most people, I think. And, and I think that the main issue here is Minnesota's coming off two losses in a row, right? They were they were five and five. They had climbed right back into uh, actually to the seventh seed in the playoffs, I believe, before entering that Niner game. And then and I remember in the preview prediction pod that was available on YouTube as well that me and Josh were talking about when we picked that 49ers Vikings game. I wanted to pick the Vikings. I really did. But I stopped myself and said, hey, wait a minute. This is right around the area where the Niners, I think, would rise to the occasion and just the vibe, I guess, I felt, and the Vikings would melt. And that's what happened in that game. And then they came back the next week and lose a heartbreaker, uh, giving the Lions their first win of the season. But, yeah, I think that when you look at it like that, right, um, they're very that just sums up Minnesota in my opinion to a T. They're very close to being a very good football team, but they're not. And it just comes down to a couple situations here and there. I mean, what was Dantzler? I think it was Dantzler that doing falling off the guy that far into the end zone. It was like you just kept backpedaling and gave up a huge uh, cushion to to a receiver, where to where all you had to do was. Stop, turn around, and catch the ball. It was, I, I don't know, like little situational things like that. And he's a good young player. I'm not, I'm not uh, bashing on him. But the point is, you know, that kind of stuff seems to happen to the Vikings. And um, I think that largely they, they are, uh, in some ways, on defense overachieving because when you look at like what they're allowing per pass attempt, what they're allowing per carry, et cetera, et cetera. It's not great, but they don't, they don't get lit up, and they actually have some pretty decent outings in terms of points allowed and things like that. Yeah, I mean, look at that uh, Cleveland Browns game earlier this year as an example. And um, there have been obviously many other occasions. But the Vikings, to me, they're a team that beat the Packers a few weeks ago to get to 5-5. Five and five, And now they lost to the Lions. That just sums them up perfectly. And unfortunately, in the NFL, you have got to be consistent because there are only 16, now 17 games in a season. So if you lose three or four that you shouldn't have lost, that's gigantic, right? Like, I mean, you could make an argument that they should have beat the 49ers and they should have beat the Lions, right? You can make an argument that they should have at least beat one of the Cardinals Bengals. I mean, or, or even the Browns. Again, when you lose a couple games that maybe you should have won, your entire season is ruined. And that's just pro football for you. That's why there's so much parity in this league. And I mean, that's why the Vikings are where they are right now on the outside looking into the playoff picture. All right, number 20 is, uh, for me, the Cleveland Browns. I think that they are, if I was to rank them in terms of just talent, right, I would have Cleveland as a top five or six team in football, most likely, right? I mean, they they have legitimate talent on both sides of the ball. They are just banged up at the quarterback position. They are, um, I don't really know how to explain why the Browns aren't great this year. They, they have talent everywhere. Um, I think they have a really good coaching staff. So obviously, again, a big part of that's going to be the quarterback being banged up, no doubt about it. But other than that, I think that um, it's tough for me to sit here and explain why Cleveland's not great. Uh, because again, I think that they are talented, not just talented, but they are excuse me, well coached. And when you have that combination, usually it's going to equate to, you know, a pretty good um football team right and they're still only they're just six and six so they're not out of anything just yet they went out and they're 11 and six and they're a playoff team you know so um they are a team that i believe can and, and may even 
uh, I could even say will get hot at the right time and go score some points. But like, you know, their, their offense hasn't for whatever reason, and I know Baker's hurts big part of it. They haven't been good enough offensively. The defense has been pretty good, uh, definitely good enough to win games. And so I think Cleveland could be a team that, that really picks it up and finishes strong. But at the same time, they could also be a team that that falls off the wagon here and really sends the city of Cleveland into a place that they don't want to be, uh, which I don't think they deserve to be. I hope the Browns get it together, at least finish above 500. But if anything, um, you know, I finish with 10 wins, man. Get it together, Cleveland. Let's go. But anyways, right now I got them at 20. I think that's the only fair place that I could have them, right? So that's, that's where I see the Browns. And then at um, 19, I've got the Las Vegas Raiders. I think the, the Raiders are a six and six team as well. Um, look, the Raiders' defense has not been good enough, right? I, I mean, they've had moments like last week. They were pretty good all 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 game long for the most part, aside from that first drive and final drive, really. Um, but they just haven't been able to be a consistent defense in that regard. And then offensively, they've had a, kind of the same issue, right? Where they're they're very good offense. Look at them in Dallas that week, a, a couple, you know, in Thanksgiving Day, they played a phenomenal game from start to finish offensively. Then they come back the very next week after a mini buy, uh, and they they score what fifteen points against Washington. Just not enough, right? I mean, it's not good enough. Derek Carr, I posted on my on my story. There's some examples of him just missing wide open guys that would have potentially change the entire outcome of that game. So while he does do a lot of very good things, and there's reason to believe that he's a very good quarterback, he also will miss opportunities and and really will, um, I mean, he does some things that make you scratch your head, I guess is the only way to put it sometimes. So uh, the Raiders in that way are, to me, they're, they're just, they're the same story on both sides of the ball. Inconsistent. You know, at times the defense looks top 10, at times the offense looks top 10, but there's also times where the offense and defense both look bottom five or 10, right? So that's what you get. You get a 500 football team. And I think that's kind of, um, you know, maybe the best case scenario when you're that inconsistent. And I think they are. So the Raiders, and obviously they've gone through a whole bunch this season. So I understand it. I'm just saying, you know, if I'm ranking them right now, I've got them right around the middle of the pack, slightly below right now at 19. Uh, number 18 to me are the Philadelphia Eagles, man. I think the Eagles have a formula. That, in my opinion, is something that you really often don't see with a team with a losing record, right? But like they started pretty poorly. Um, they've come on pretty strong as of late, right? They they this team is only one and four at home. That's a remarkable, right? Like to considering they are six and seven overall, which means they're five and three. On the road, that's if you're five and three on the road, you're probably a playoff team. Uh, in the case of Philly right now, they're on the outside looking in, but I don't, I'm not sleeping on them at all. In my opinion, they are a team that on any given week could beat almost anyone. I'm not going to say anyone, but they're they're right there, right? The offense has scored a ton of points this year. The defense has been very much respectable. Um, I think if you just look at points allowed, they're they're they've given up more than kind of that represents how good they are in my opinion because they when you they've had many games where they scored over 40 and blew teams out and then teams kind of scored a bunch late uh a la the saints game or, and a few others for them as well so i don't know philly to me they are a, a pretty damn good football team one that could easily in my opinion make the playoffs and, and maybe even win a playoff game i think they're right there right i said this about them before the season started i said they are a team don't be surprised if they win nine or ten games and i think right now They've won six with, I think, what, five 
uh, four to go for them. And so who knows? Philly, they have a bye week this week. Maybe maybe that some self-scouting is all they need to finish strong over their final four games. So we'll see. But the Eagles, dominant run game, very good offensive line, uh, very good to at least competent to very good quarterback play with the combination of Hertz and Minshew. And I know Minshew just played one game, but Hertz has been awesome this year. Um, they don't have a ton in the way of skill players, but guess what? Get creative with the run game when you don't have a ton in the way of skill players, right? And that's what they've done. And then again, on defense, on defense, they've been good. So uh, not great, but good. So yes, Philly to me is number 18. Number 17, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I was about to give up all hope on Pittsburgh, and then they go out and beat the Baltimore Ravens, a team that, in my opinion, matches up very well with the Steelers. So um, that was a great win for them. They they now are just a half a game behind the Bengals for that seven seed in the AFC. And I think that Pittsburgh, man, is um, the defense woke up in this one. I think they sacked Lamar, if I remember correctly, seven times in that game. And so that was impressive. And uh the run game uh, defensively needs they need to get better stopping the run. They they definitely started that this week against a, a Ravens team that can be very tough to stop in terms of their run uh, rushing offense. So that's uh, that that was impressive. And I think Pittsburgh is right there, man. They're they're a middle of the pack team right now. That's why I've got them at seventeen. But um, Ben Roethlisberger's playing winning football despite not being a dynamic threat as a quarterback right now in terms of what he can do with his arm. So. Uh, at least he's not making a bunch of mistakes. And in that instance, that puts Pittsburgh as a potential playoff team. So that's where I've got them right at uh, 17. Number 16 for me is a team that's probably not going to make the playoffs. The Miami Dolphins. I don't care. They've won the second most games in a row, tied for the second most wins in a row in all of football right now. With uh, They're tied with the Chiefs for that, and they're only behind the New England Patriots in their seven straight wins. So when you look at it, man, I just think that the Dolphins right now, when you win five straight games, and I do not give a fuck, excuse my language, who you play against. Like if you win five in a row in the NFL, you are a good team. You are a dangerous team, a team capable of beating anyone, right? And so for me, I've got them as a, a team that that if they do somehow make the playoffs, I mean – they're gonna be they're gonna be dangerous. You're not gonna want to play them. You're not. There are gonna be teams that have to play Miami down the stretch of this season that really don't want to play Miami because they can lose that game. Right? Tua right now is not making a ton of mistakes. He's not making a ton of dynamic plays, but he's doing uh, a very good job of managing the game and playing just good quality uh, football. So like, I, I'm if I'm a Dolphin fan, I'm happy with with Tua right now and the way he's playing. And I think that. Um, I think again, the Dolphins are dangerous. So we'll see. We'll see how they finish the season. I mean, if they end up finishing uh, ten and seven, I think that would be unbelievable uh, run to finish the season. That would be nine straight wins to end the season. I think it would. Or wait, would that be? Yeah, that'd be nine straight uh, if they win four more and go nine. Uh, I'm sorry, four more and go ten and seven. So, anyways, Miami very impressed with the way they've finished the season in terms of, uh, or I guess not finished, but so far over the last what. Well, five straight games they've, they've been awesome the defense is only allowing like 10 points a game they've been great and the offense is doing what they have to do to manage the game and get wins so they're, they're i like the offense a lot right now number 15 for me and i guess it, 14 through 22 was really tough to stack i guess it's not not 16 through 22 like i originally said 14 through 22 was very very tough for me to stack but i've got the san francisco 49ers at 15 i think that they are 
a team that, again, like Philly, has that formula, right? The Niners, they have a formula. Another team with a losing record at home. This is so weird to see all these teams. You know, the Niners are 2-4 and four at home, which means they are 4-2 uh, and two on the road. So it's a weird uh, situation there. But, hey, they are a team that has a formula capable of winning on the road, which is why they're able to win on the road, right? Unfortunately, we weren't able to get it done in Seattle this week, but they're still the seventh seed in the NFC. And the Niners, to me, I think, are a team that if I had to bet on someone I think is not going to blow it, it might be the Niners. I think they're going to sneak into the playoffs, and I think that they can definitely win a game, maybe even two games in the playoffs, and that's kind of where I see them is to, in terms of their ceiling. And their floor, I think, is – is um, a 500 team, right? Like they're, they're either 500 or at their peak, they are a team that's going to lose in the NFC championship game. That's how good I think the Niners can be. And I think that they've got competency at the quarterback position and maybe even at times high level play with Jimmy. Um, and then they've got a very good run game because Shanahan's a monster. If they get Debo Samuel back, I think they can absolutely beat the Bengals this week. And that's a game I'm really, really looking forward to. Two teams holding on to the final playoff spot in each of their conferences, right? The NFC, obviously the Niners, the AFC, the Bengals, and two teams that have a formula and that really play good complementary football. It's going to be a great game, in my opinion. I really hope Debo's there so we can see what the full-strength Niners look like against the Bengals. But in any event, I also hope on the other side of that, Joe Burrow's healthy with the hand thing. I know he had a little uh, – it was awfully swollen looking. So I hope he's okay. And, um, yeah, we'll see. But um, the Niners, to me, a well-balanced team, a top-15 team, in my opinion. The 14th ranked team, in my opinion, is the Washington football team. I think that when you look at them, four straight wins. Again, when you start getting into that category, right, you, you've won four in a row. Um, I, again, one of those wins against the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right, so the defending Super Bowl champions, and you'll see where they rank on my list. Um, but, yeah, man, I think that, that Washington is very good, right? They're playing good complimentary football they're a balanced offense they they are not allowing a ton of big plays uh defensively and so i think washington's solid i mean and and right now what to me is important about washington is they know how to win they they have figured out okay we know how to win games for example that wasn't offense was not great in the second half of that or even just after the first drive of that raiders game last week but they didn't do anything that devastated them offensively they remained balanced even though they weren't running with a ton of uh dynamic you know plays in, in there they were just kind of like getting three or four every every snap almost or every run attempt and so um but they didn't hurt themselves and then when it came time where they had to make a play offensively they made it and that's why they won the game so um Washington to me is a, is a very dangerous team. I think I think similar to them is what I think about the Niners is they could win two games in the playoffs. I, I think that's really where where they to me. I don't think they could go to the Super Bowl and win it, but I definitely think they could lose in the NFC Championship game. That's how highly I think of the Washington Football Team. Number four, uh, I'm sorry, number thirteen for me is the Tennessee Titans. Uh, this team was literally just the number one seed in the AFC, and I've got them at thirteen, and I think that's appropriate, man. I'm, I, I look. I'm not going to sit here and get caught up in, oh, i got to rank them high because they're 8-4. and four. Look, their offense is awful right now. They don't have anything, you know, and the, and the defense is pretty good. But, like, I mean, the defense can't be that good. It can't be a great defense when you have a horrible offense, right? And I think that imagine there are going to be many, many weeks where the offense's run rushing attack does not look like it looked against the Patriots a couple weeks ago. And I think that because of that, 
they're not going to be able to score very many points. Uh, I don't look. I think the over under in terms of the Titans points per game from here on out should be like 20, 20 and a half or something, because I don't see a ton of games that they're going to be able to score 24 plus points in, in a game. And I think because of that, they're going to lose a lot of games down the stretch. In my opinion, you just don't have anything offensively there. Hopefully Julio's healthy and back. I know he's just got, you know, um, whatever that's called, where they activate you from injured reserve. Maybe he'll be back this next week. We'll see, um, uh, you know, but in, in my opinion, if, if they don't get some of these weapons back offensively, AJ, I don't know what the status of AJ Brown is, but I know Julio could possibly return anytime. They need all the help they can get offensively. And um, it'll be interesting to see how these running backs play from now on to the end of the season. But um, yeah, man, I think the Titans are in a little bit of trouble here. I think they're reeling and it wouldn't shock me if the Colts were a game and a half behind them right now, uh, you know, who have to finish with a better record than them because they lost both games to the Titans um, head to head. It wouldn't shock me if the Colts win this division. It really wouldn't. We've still got, you know, four games. Uh, the Colts have four games to play. The Titans have five. So it wouldn't shock me if the Colts win that division outright because Again, a game and a half out with um, five games to play, four games to play is, is something that's very possible to me. So, um, yeah, that's how I feel about the Titans. I think they're going to struggle down the stretch, and um, I just couldn't justify putting them ahead of any of these top 12 teams. Number 12, Cincinnati Bengals, man. I think that the Bengals, I'm not going to you know, give up hope on the Bengals. I think that just because they lost to a, a pretty damn good Chargers team in a, in a situation where the Chargers were in must-win mode and the Chargers really – uh, Herbert was phenomenal. I mean, that guy is so good in big games. I'll get to him later, though. Joe Burrow's a stud as well. Uh, Joe Mixon's a stud. The um, uh, Obviously, Chase and Higgins are good, very good players, studs in their own rights. The defense in Cincinnati is pretty good. I think they have a very well-balanced uh, team that plays good complementary football as well. I think the Bengals are very dangerous. I think the same about them and really about any of these top 12 teams. At, at worst, if you're a top 12 team for me, or even, I guess, in this case, a top 15 team, I think you could lose in the AFC or NFC championship game. And I think that about Cincy, I think that's how good they are, that they could get to and probably lose the AFC championship game. But it wouldn't shock me if Cincy made it all the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, it, it, they're that good, in my opinion. I think they're a very, very, very good football team. And so for me, I've got them at 12. Uh, I think the most likely ceiling outcome for them would be to lose in the AFC championship. But again, not out of the realm of possibility for them to get hot at the right time and get all the way to the Super Bowl. So that's how I think of Cincy and their number 12. Number 11 is the, uh, in my opinion, at least the, the LA Chargers who just beat the um, Cincinnati Bengals. And I think the Chargers have one weakness. And this is what bothers me that uh, bothers the shit out of me about them, to be quite frank. It's that they don't have, they need more in the running game. Right. They need, whether it be, I don't care if you design more runs for Herbert and you, you compensate for it that way. But Austin Eckler alone with his 14 carries, 12 carries, 16 carries is not going to be enough to support the entirety of your run game. And you haven't had that second running back, which in my opinion, they need to step up and to be, uh, you know, he needs that. They need another guy that can go 10 for 50 every game, 12 for 60, you know, uh, every game. And I think that they don't have that, right? They don't really have that secondary running back at all. I mean, they, they're trying to figure it out, but they don't have that. But on the uh, in terms of the pass game, skill position-wise and offensive line-wise, they're good at both of those spots. And Justin Herbert is a, a – he's closing in on elite territory at the, at the quarterback position. So, you know, 
Um, I think that I think the Chargers are a very good team. I think they're a team very much capable of of losing in the AFC Championship game, if not winning uh, the AFC Championship game and getting to the Super Bowl. So I think that's really how I how I view them and the Bengals. Number ten for me is the Buffalo Bills. I'm still higher on Buffalo than probably some of you are, and the reason is, guys, they have had some bad situational football play that has led to a few losses, no doubt about it. Okay, but what I think of Buffalo. And, I, and this is really the simplest way to look at it. They have one of the best offenses in football. They have one of the best defenses in football. When you look at just points scored, points allowed, those are the two most important things because at the end of the day, if you score more points than your opponent, you're going to win no matter what, right? You can talk about any other stat that you want. And Buffalo is one of the few teams that has a whole lot of points and doesn't allow very many points. I mean, that's just the truth of it, right? So in any given week, that formula in and of itself is good enough to win. That's what they do. I think that Josh Allen's got to stop throwing interceptions. I think he's got to – I think the offense needs to be more balanced for sure in terms of the run game and all that stuff. But um, I think they're inching toward that, and I think that Buffalo, to me, is a team that right when everybody likes to talk their shit like, oh, Buffalo might not make the playoffs, oh, look at their schedule. Buffalo's capable of beating anybody on their schedule, including the Patriots in two weeks. And to me – I think it's almost likely that they're a favorite in every game they play, maybe aside from New England in New England the next time because, of course, the Patriots just beat them and the next one will be in New England. But the point is, Buffalo's good enough to be the favorite in any game. If you bet Buffalo every single week from here on to win, um, I think you'll win a whole lot more than you'll lose. Let me just say it like that. So Buffalo, to me, a team capable of not just getting to but winning the Super Bowl in my opinion very dangerous team I feel like now I should actually have them higher and you know what I'm gonna change it right now I'm gonna change Buffalo I'm gonna put them ahead of the next three teams and I'm gonna call Buffalo number seven I just sold myself on the Buffalo Bills and I don't give a damn because maybe I was maybe I was a little sleepy when I made these power rankings I'm putting Buffalo at seven so just the teams I'm about to mention, the next three teams, just consider Buffalo ahead of them. And uh, number nine for me, the Indianapolis Colts, which is, in fact, number 10 now because we're reversing that, but I'm not going to get all that. Colts are number nine, right? Um, yes, number 10 technically, but you get what I'm saying. The Colts, in my opinion, again, a team that's not even in the playoffs right now. They may not make the playoffs, but in my opinion, this team absolutely has a formula. They have good enough complementary football. They have core depth quarterback play that's good enough and it's and Carson Wentz showed me uh, the week before this past week against the Bucks that he's very much capable of uh, picking up the slack when he has to and I know he threw two interceptions in that game but I, I'm not really going to fault him all that much in those in those instances I think that they have everything they need to be a team that could go all the way to the Super Bowl I, I really believe that about Indianapolis I think that they maybe not win it and I think maybe the most likely course of outcomes for them is to get to the AFC championship game and lose but which is why I'm going to have Buffalo ahead of them now, which um, to me, I think the Colts just, I think they have everything. They have everything they need, you know, and I, I just think that maybe their defense could use another uh, dynamic playmaker and the offense could as well. And that's probably why they're not, you know, I would say not legitimate Super Bowl contenders totally. But if they get out the right time, wouldn't shock me if they get there. Wouldn't shock me if they even won it. I mean, we've seen crazier things. So Indy, number now number 10. Number nine for me is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think that their team, um, they're, they're, obviously they have Lamar Jackson who hasn't been playing well as of late, but I think that he's a good uh, – I mean, I think he's a great quarterback as a matter of fact. And I think Baltimore – I just feel like they're, they're not quite – 
great at anything, but they're very good at everything, you know, and, and I think that um, Lamar, despite Lamar struggling lately, he's got three touchdowns to seven, and I'm sorry, to six interceptions over his last three games in which they've lost two of those three. Obviously, that's not great. The only one they won was a four interception game against Cleveland, so that's not spectacular, but I do believe that um, that they'll get it together and they'll kind of start playing better football down the stretch. I think it'll it'll happen with more of a run game as well. But for me, Baltimore is a team that could make it all the way to the Super Bowl, but I think they could definitely make it to the AFC Championship game, and that's why they're number nine for me. The number eight team, Dallas Cowboys. Um, look, I think that they're a team, high-level defense, at least for the majority of the season. They've been you know, kind of leaking a little bit as of late. But Dak Prescott and this offense are dynamic. I think that the offensive line is still very good. Um, the combination of Zeke and Tony Pollard is a very good one at running back. And then you've got the best trio receivers probably in the NFL if they're healthy. Um, and then, of course, Dak Prescott's a top five quarterback in all of football. So, yeah, man, the Dallas Cowboys, if their defense can get back to playing how it was, you know, before the Raiders lit them up, I think they're a very, very dangerous team that could, you know, I mean, I'm not even going to set any limit for them. They could probably go the whole way. Right. So again, now Buffalo's moved up to their number seven. So number six is the Rams. In my opinion, the Los Angeles Rams are, guess what? They're still, as I mentioned a few weeks ago on, on the podcast, uh, I did a whole thing about, if you haven't heard that, go back and listen about how everything is still on the table for the Rams, about how uh, Stafford could still be the MVP. They could still be the Super Bowl champions, number one seed, all of it. Right, they they could be all of that, and a huge opportunity slash test will be this week on Monday Night Football in Arizona. Damn it, the NFL is a genius for for scheduling this game, right? Like, I mean, damn, this is going to be just so you guys understand. The um, Arizona Cardinals, who are now right now the current number one seed in the NFC and the team that is ten and two, right, and they're going to host the LA Rams, who are eight and four now. The Cardinals currently have a two-game winning, uh, two-game lead over the Rams. If the Rams beat the the Cardinals in this game in Arizona, that will be obviously huge, right? That will now cut that margin from two to one. They'll have a one-game lead over the Rams. If the Rams then finish one game better than them, there's a decent chance, depending on conference record after that, that the Rams could be the NFC West champions. And who knows? maybe even the uh, NFC number one seed. That's that's less likely, but I think because you got a lot more faith in that in that scenario. But they're only a game behind the other two teams that would be, you know, in the candidate for number one seed if it weren't the Cardinals, which are the Packers and the Bucks. So uh, the Rams, as I mentioned, I think everything's still on the table for them. Very good offense, very good defense. Everything's there, coaching staff, et cetera, et cetera. Number five, the Arizona Cardinals, as I mentioned, the 10-2 and two Cardinals, number one seed in the NFC. Obviously, this is a team that's playing excellent complementary football. They're excellent and really uh, they're awesome offensively. And the defense is not just good, but it's, in my opinion, very good. Not great, but it's very good. So everything is there. This team could win the whole damn thing. Um, and I, I obviously believe that. And I think that they are, you know, a team that um, is very, very dangerous. A tough out for anybody at any stage of the playoffs. Number four, Kansas City Chiefs for me, man. I think the Chiefs are offensively, I think they're going to get it together, all right? If their offense had gotten it together, if I believe they would, I would have had them even higher on this list, okay? So the defense is basically, at worst, they're very good. They might be great. So the Kansas City Chiefs are, to me, a team that could absolutely win it all, that could finish the same thing with the Rams. They could be, everything is still on the table for them, all right? Maybe Mahomes not going to win the MVP, 
Everything else is still on the table for them. So the Chiefs are number four for me. The New England Patriots are three. Um, and I know I could probably have them at two or even one. But in my opinion, I think that the you know quarterback is just so important. And I think Mac Jones having a phenomenal rookie season. But I can't put him ahead of the two guys I have on this list ahead of them, especially when you consider um, – other than the Patriots defense being better than these other two teams, I think everything else is is in the advantage of the other two teams. So I can't have them higher than them. But the New England Patriots could 1,000% win the whole damn thing this year. So uh, do not underestimate them. They are legit, legit the AFC's top seed. And I think they'll hold that until season's end. Um, New England, Super Bowl contenders, very dangerous football team. Number two. The Green Bay Packers. I really think my uncle bet on the Patriots to win the Super Bowl a few weeks ago, right? He got pretty good odds on it. So he did that. He has a bunch of money. I texted him a couple days ago. I said, hey, you should put in a bet on the Packers to win the Super Bowl as well because I think that they are that good. I think they're dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. And I think that the whole, you know, last dance stigma of like Rodgers and Devontae Adams and, you know, I just feel like it could be a team that, wins it all like it could be just such an Aaron Rodgers thing right to win it all and then go off into another team and then have his value never be higher so the Packers would be totally cool with that because number one they get the championship number two you're saying hey this dude he might be the MVP of the season uh, again right I mean maybe not but maybe and he won another Super Bowl so he was the MVP one year and then he won the Super Bowl and he's coming off two 13 and three years with another one pending to see maybe another 13 and three year or whatever or 14 and three in this case and a Super Bowl championship we want everything you have for the next five years in terms of draft picks or whatever it might be players et cetera et cetera the Packers very good defensively that nobody's really talking about. Very good offensively. There's no real weakness to this Green Bay Packer team. I think they are absolutely bona fide Super Bowl contenders, if not the favorites. Number one, however, is that dude, Tom Brady. He is the favorite for MVP at age 40 freaking four. The defense is... is um. I just maybe they're not, you know, been trending up as much as I had thought initially when I looked at what you know points they've given up lately and all that stuff. But I just feel like they are a team that is very, very, very capable of winning the Super Bowl. If not, I mean, again, for me, as I started this thing off by saying, I think they're the favorites. In my opinion, if you say gun to my head, who's going to win the Super Bowl? It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why? Well, they're built perfectly, in my opinion, meaning. They are a balanced offense, right? They, they commit to the run at least to as much as they need to with their running backs, right? They have a, a plethora of weapons to throw to. They have a very good to great offensive line. Um, on, on defense, they are not a perfect defense in the, in the essence of if you put them against the 85 Bears, right? No. But what they are is built to play with a lead. They are, when they get the lead on you, which they tend to do quite often, they can rush the hell out of the passer. Jamel Dean has become a legit CB1, at, you know, in terms of their secondary leading the way there. Carlton Davis is back and healthy now. So their linebackers fly over the football. You can't run on them at all. So they're built perfectly to play with the lead and to make that lead bigger, not just to protect it, but to make it a bigger lead. And that's what I think is the, is the perfect storm, right? Tom Brady's not going to make any mistakes in the playoffs. Or he's going to make very few, and they're not going to be in critical moments. That's his best attribute, in my opinion. And so all that being said, Tampa Bay right now is the best team in football, in my opinion, and a team that I think if I had to, again, if I had to gun to my head, bet on it, I would take the Bucks to win it all because I just think they're that 
freaking good. They're built in a perfect way to win big football games. Tampa Bay is number one in my power rankings, and I appreciate you guys for listening to this pod. I will see you tomorrow. Peace.